Hello, welcome to this episode of The Wellness Collective. Yeah, this is a bit strange, isn't it? What am I doing here? Well, I'm just giving you a heads up that this episode has some content in it that isn't really for little people's ears. So uh, if you happen to be in the car with your peoples, if you've got them, maybe skip back and revisit the 100th episode or something like that. But otherwise, there's a lot in it that is really good and I hope you enjoy it. A Podcast One production. Hi, I'm Nat Kringudis. And I'm Cecilia Ramsdale. Welcome to The Wellness Collective, a podcast where we invite you to be part of our wellness community to share, learn and live better. Hi. Hey. Here we are again. Yes. Do you know what? I really have enjoyed the fact that our last bunch of episodes really have been kind of Left of centre, haven't they? Like different to what we were doing last year. Well, I think it's because we've said no to a lot of fertility and yes, yes. to all the rest. Yes. And also because yeah. there's just energy in 2020 that makes things, you know, more wobbly than they were last year. Right. Right. Although last year was kind of wobbly in its yeah. own way. Yes. Anyway. This was supposed to be the year. <laughs> this is the like, oh yeah, 2020 is going to be freaking awesome. <sighs> How's it going for you? Well, it's, I, I'm not complaining, Good. but it's different, that's for sure. That's true. Hey, um, today we're going to talk to someone who, um, you know, you know, you meet those women who wear a lot of hats. I mean, I you're one say of them. A lot of makeup. I was be like, <laughs> mm, okay, where are you going with that? No, a no, lot no, of no, hats. no. A yes. lot of hats. Yes, yes. I mean, many women wear a lot of hats. Professionally, though, the lady we're speaking to today. I like the hats she's chosen because they're all very different. There's like one for the races and one for the bush. Anyway, this is an analogy that's going in a strange the bush direction. This is going in somewhere I didn't expect it to. But today we are talking to George McEncrow. Hello, welcome to the Wellness Collective, George. It's so lovely to be here. I feel well already. Oh, I hope so. Of course. Being in our aura. Now tell us who you are and what you do. Okay. I am, well, I am a lot of things. I am the CEO and founder of Sheba Rideshare, which is an app for, you know, rideshare for women and children. So we have all women drivers and we take women and kids. We also take dads with their families. Um, and so that's, you know, an app that's been around now for, we're coming up to our uh, three and a half years. We'll be four next March. And uh, I also have four children. I'm a single mum. And yeah, I've been a radio announcer, which is where I met you, Cess, yes. many years ago. Before that, I'd been a teacher. I'd been, I'd worked on the war crimes tribunal. I'd worked in ethics at the Mercy Hospital. Um, yeah, I've done a bunch of things, but yeah. Well, so if I need hats. something done, I'm just coming your way. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I'm just be like, so help me with that. And you'll be like, of course, hang on. Yeah, this is this bag I mean. of tricks over here. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that's, I, I do a bunch of things. Well, one of the reasons I wanted to get you on the Wellness Collective was um, we did a um, an episode a couple of weeks ago about masculine and feminine energy and how we all have that mix of things within us. Yes. And it's got me thinking about the, the women that I know and how they tap into those different areas and, and how that shows up. And I think, would you call yourself an accidental entrepreneur? Absolutely. Absolutely an accidental <laughs> entrepreneur. And boy, the learning curve has been steep. It has been extraordinarily steep. However, one of the things I would say, and I, I think this is really true of a lot of women, is that we are very good problem solvers and that the biggest, you know, block that we have is 
underestimating our capacity to take on challenges and thinking things are very difficult when they're actually not. Um, and that most people um, can do the thing things that they think they can't do. So when I started this business, um, people were saying, how did you? I just said, well, you, you just start. So if you have a business idea, just start. I started with a GoFundMe page. Um, I originally called the business Mum's Taxi, which mm-hmm. friends in marketing later said, oh, my God, that is the worst <laughs> name ever. It just makes me want to really? vomit. That is so frumpy and I'm not well, a yeah. But yeah. It, it told people what it was. So I was essentially trying to outsource and monetize a job that a lot of women do. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wanted other people to be able to pick up your kids safely and, you know, get... Is that just because you're sick of your own or...? So sick of my own. <laughs> and I was divorced. I had no money. I couldn't get a loan from the bank. You know, I had a deposit, but I didn't have a steady ongoing income because I'd worked as a stand-up comedian. I'd been a writer. I'd done all this bitsy work, but I didn't have a nice steady nine to fiver, which a lot of women who have been the second earner... Um, don't have because they take over the primary role Mm. of caring for their children. And that all works well unless you get divorced, in which case it doesn't work so well. Um, So banks don't like that. They like to see you might have a nice deposit if you get a good settlement on the house, but it doesn't make for good repayment options, especially if you're the primary carer and you have three or four dependents, as I had. It's amazing that still in this day and age... That's the situation that many women find themselves in. But it's even just as an entrepreneur, that's, you know, you're, you're the one at the top of the ideas and the top of everything. Yeah. But the same goes with me and mm. I can't. But all my staff, all my team, everybody under me yeah. can go to the bank. But me, I'm <laughs> such a liability. I'm, I'm the, the one liability. with all the, I'm the one that does all the things. Same, same here. It's madness. Yes, I'm the liability. So if I want to get a loan, I'm going to have to, you know, We've had a really hard time getting wear a loan. Wear a really short skirt into the bank. We were just talking about <laughs> on another episode, we are talking about power dressing. Yeah, and how <laughs> it bank makes loans. a difference. Yeah, and they don't right. like you being the director of your no. company. No, no, no. Don't so be a director. where did the idea come from then for Sheba? Because it's one of those things that you go, oh, so obvious and such a gap in the market. But yeah. what was the light bulb moment? Uh, the light bulb moment was watching. So I was teaching at night school as one of. I was working at the time five jobs. So I was one of the jobs was teaching at night school. I was teaching event management um, at, at a TAFE, and I it was one of the classes was a six to nine pm class, mm. and it was finishing at the end of the class. All the boys, all the men, um, would chuck their backpacks on on their bikes psh, out the door, and the girls, all the women. Um, exactly the same thing was being reflected in my own home. Were So I've got three sons and a daughter. The boys would just be out the door with their backpacks on onto their bikes into the night and the girls would be saying, you've got charge on your phone, what train are you catching? How are you getting there? Who's yeah. meeting you there? Who's walking home? Have you got someone to pick you up? What time will you be Have you? Are you I don't think you've got enough charge on your phone. Who's going to, who are you going to text? Who's going to, and I thought all this energy that we're mm-hmm. spending. So there was that. And then I myself was sitting every Saturday night on, you know, a third of a glass of Chardonnay going, um, <laughs> that's not have fair, someone's <laughs> going to need me to pick them up. And there's you, it's illegal to put a child under 18 in an Uber and there's no service for children unaccompanied in a car under 18. And I thought, wow, that's a huge area. Um, so who's picking up the baby? Like if my daughter would say, mum, I've got a babysitting job. And I go, oh, great. <laughs> that means guess who's sitting up till one o'clock to pick you up from your babysitting job. So you earn 50 bucks, but I'm going to have to pick you up. Yep. Um, or 
the people would offer to put her in a cab, which she didn't want to do. She didn't want to be put in a taxi at 16 on her own. So, um, yeah, and then she had a few bad incidents um, where she just said, like, interesting things, sitting in the back seat of a cab and the cab driver licking his lips at her. Mm. <laughs> and I said, we've got to report this. And she'd just be saying, Mum, you can't report lip licking. No, no. And I'd say, You, <laughs> you might have just had a sieve lucky. You yeah, know. He <laughs> might have had dry lips. Um, but, but I'd say, yeah, you're right. She'd say, but I didn't. <laughs> I just <laughs> You can't, you can't complain about dry no, lips. No, no. She'd say he desperately wanted to make eye contact with me and then doing all that stuff like, oh, Ugh. my dad will be waiting for me when I get out, you know pretending you're talking on the phone to someone who doesn't exist. And I just thought, you know what, this just shits me. I'm so over mm. this. Um, this is so unfair. And then, of course, there are other far more sinister stories that were yes. coming into the press. And it's it's a really big, you know, legal problem um, where at, at a legislative level we have a problem. So if somebody gets booted off a platform Unless they are charged, so sexual harassment is a civil offence. You can't, you can kick someone off a platform. But like an Uber platform or something Uber, as a worker, cabs, you mean? doesn't matter. Yep. Um, but they can just join another platform the next day because yep. it doesn't register as a crime. So everyone has police checks. So if tomorrow you actually get charged with something, mm. that'll show up on a police search. But if you get booted for being a creep, that doesn't show up anywhere. So creeps <laughs> have just freedom to move. We need a creep registry. There's oh, no, my God, it's true, though. There's no creep registry. And there's no registry to say, why was Bill Bloggs removed from four different platforms for the same sorts of things? And they can be things like asking someone for sexual intercourse 16 times in a row. That is not a crime. Oh. You can ask someone for sex umpteen times in a ride and it's not a crime. That's it's crazy. Just, it's just good old sexual harassment. Right. Yeah. As long as you don't actually touch someone, it's not a crime. It just what? makes me feel ill. I know, and it's very gendered. So mm, because that yeah. experience tends to happen to women and not men, the laws were written with an idea that, you know, the mm. men will be the drivers and the women will be the passengers and no one will kind of complain. We'll just put up with it. So I just thought, stuff it. I'm good sick of it. you. Do something about it. Mm. It's very interesting actually this week there's been uh, the High Court judge has yes. been charged with sexual harassing at least six of his, of his associates. associates. Yeah. yeah, And you're thinking this is the top level of law in our country mm. and he had all the decorations that the country could bestow upon him. Yep. And obviously if you're working in that level, you don't feel like there's anywhere you can go to be heard. Those if women are so brave. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. it, it is a, a big problem all over the place. Oh, all over the place. And all the times you internalise it, like you say, oh, look, I probably shouldn't have been drinking or I probably shouldn't have been catching that tram that night or I probably shouldn't have been wearing that or, you know, and then when things go really badly, you think, well, am I going to be believed, you know, so. And in, in that work situation too. Oh, totally. If you've worked your whole life to get to that level and then you, <laughs> you've reached the highest level and then you still have to deal with being harassed in the workplace. With that guy. Well, yeah. you got to be, you might be an associate who's 28 and he's, you know, mm. Mr. F and he's got all those great <laughs> credentials and you're thinking, am I going to be believed? Yeah. Probably not. So, right, so you did something about it. Yeah. How long did it take? Were you the only person driving for Sheba for a while or, no, or what happened? people came on board really quickly. Like as soon as I did it, of course I got a lot of cross 
blokes as well. Like yeah. a lot of really <laughs> cranky men. Well, they need to go out and fix the other men. Like go and well, teach the others how to behave. If you just do whatever you want, guy. Like I'm not saying you're yeah, no, a problem. No. Um, and there are heaps of other services for you. So I had to go and get all the exemptions and I had to say, hey, you know what, I think there are heaps of great guys driving in these services and these platforms and you're all wonderful. But if we have this over here, I'm not going to make you less safe. So if you can tell me how Sheba will yeah. make you less safe, I'll shut down the app tomorrow. And then there's just this big silence after that. It's such a good way of positing the argument because yeah. it's the same with the Black Lives Matter, which we've seen recently as well. It doesn't mean everybody else's lives don't matter. No. Like what they're saying is we want to be heard and yeah. it's just a separate issue altogether to what's going on in everybody else's life. Yet people take and two these things, things. Two things can be true, right? It, so absolutely. men will write to me and say, well, men get raped. And I go, absolutely. And... <laughs> and what? It has like, nothing to do with what we're doing here. That's right. So I will totally sign any of your petitions. I am not being against sexual assault for women in cars doesn't mean I'm pro-assault <laughs> for men. Like, they don't try and put me in this binary, ridiculous, nonsensical argument. Mm. You know, I think everyone should be safe to get transport. And currently, that's not the situation. So how about we all agree that there should be options and safety? And I imagine also then for the women that are driving the cars, yes, that's another layer. That was the biggest thing, right? right? So only 6% of cab drivers are women and only 10% of rideshare drivers are women. And yet women are 70% of the flexible part-time workforce. So I was thinking women are voting with their feet not to buy into this very flexible, very, you know, at that time, very lucrative rideshare market. Um, so I thought, this is really interesting. Why aren't women driving? So I built the app with other drivers. So women can drive with their kids in the car. Women can, they keep 85% of their fares, their shareholders. Um, and I'm a driver, so we all know what it's like. You know, they help build the app. So there's a whole lot of things in there. They see every destination. They can drive, take trips a month in, a, in advance. They can book all their trips ahead. So it's yeah, a very right. driver-focused app. Because I would say if I ever get in a cab or an Uber and it is a female driver, I will actually think, wow, you're brave. Well, like That's the first thing that comes to my mm, mind. That, and that's where it started. You know, my time on radio really showed me like when women did get hurt as, dri- as Uber drivers, the number of people who call in and go, well, what was she thinking? You know, right. that's the... <laughs> Predominant, it's the same attitude we hear when a woman gets assaulted. If she's running on a track at night with her headphones in, what was she thinking really? Like, come on, what was she? Surely she must have sort Mm. of expected it. So Mm. I just wanted to kill that argument. All right, well, if it's not safe for her to be being an Uber driver late at night then and picking up drunk men, let's make it that she can just pick up drunk Drunk women. women. (laughs) She'll be annoyed. She might be a bit bored. They might bang on. And I've picked up plenty of them. There's a lot of that. There's a lot of that. There's a lot of, can we stop? I need to have a piss. Oh, my gosh. Um, As long as there's no vomit. (laughs) uh, Even vomit, right? I love it. I take the best vomit bag ever. Is it just a... uh, um, Glad bag with a it's seal. A glad bag with a seal. There you go. Locks in the scent. <laughs> yep. And Locks I do everything call it a scent. <laughs> I don't call it no. a stench. It is a scent. Yes, yeah. right. Locked well, it does sealed. lock it. And then I give it to my passenger and, and say, this is a little token of your night out. Could there you, you please dispose of this carefully? That's amazing. Or a trophy. Yeah. I think also the, <laughs> the first night out 
after having children <laughs> or something. <laughs> I don't know if you want to put it on the mantle page. Yeah. I was like, it's been, uh, you know, put it in first, the freezer your for first your first husband. <laughs> <laughs> Along don't with the placenta. The, yeah, don't yeah. mix it up nice. with the breast milk. <laughs> uh. There's a stew I made for you and the kids. I'm off on the girls' weekend. <laughs> Enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure we've never had a clear vomit conversation on the Wellness Collective, but here we are. Good. Um, one of the things I think is wonderful about the idea too is that, like you say, it's multi-generational. So you've got young girls going out. I can remember being, you know, 19, 20, being out in the city and phoning my mum who lived in the suburbs to say, I'm so sorry, but I can't get home. Mm. And she would get in the car and drive half an hour into town and pick me up. Yeah. But I always knew she would do that and I was very lucky that, to have that, yeah. you know, backup. But oh, it's but huge. It's been going on for a long time. But even like Nana's going to the doctor or picking your kids up from um, childcare. Yeah. The childcare thing, the kids, the unaccompanied minors thing. So we get a lot of women saying, you know, my own, you know how hard it is to get a place in childcare, right? Yeah. Like you, especially if you move from a state or even a suburb and you go, oh my God, we're going to have to move, relocate. And trying to find a childcare place for a kid under two is like, you know, finding Willy Wonka's buddy magic <laughs> ticket. And you go, oh my God, you've got a place. Oh my God, you know, we've got to move that. We're going to move the whole house to that, you know, yeah. around the childcare centre. And so we have been able to meet, and I love these emails that we get where someone will get a new job, they'll get, especially for our single mums, and the childcare, we will get the Sheba driver, we'll meet the mum at her workplace. And with the it, kid, with the kid, oh, and amazing. so you know, we've for that it's like fourteen bucks. Meet the mum at her place of work, and then she can go home together, and she doesn't have to worry about having two How car seats. Or mm-hmm. and if you've got a dummy husband who always forgets to take the car seat, or doesn't <laughs> know how to install it properly, or and you just don't trust him, you know, like. First day home after having the baby, a number of people are now using Sheba to, you know that first day when you realise your husband's an idiot um, <laughs> and you've just delivered a baby <laughs> and he comes to pick you up from the hospital and you've just been in that new mm. baby world yep. and you've just learnt that, you know, breastfeeding's, you know, the hardest thing to do in the whole world Correct. and you've been crying and you've had 14 different pieces of advice from various vicious midwives and your nipples are bleeding and <laughs> you hate everything. And then dummy rolls up with the car seat and he hasn't installed it properly and he's kind of eating your chocolates and smelling your wilting roses and, <laughs> you know, you just want to punch him on the back of the head. And then you actually... Paint <laughs> the best picture. Yeah, right. And yeah. then you can order a Sheba so you can still like him until you get home. <laughs> And you can delay the disappointment for at least 48 hours. Oh. Don't you think that's a good good idea? That is a great idea, but I'm sorry that, that that's your overriding experience of that four times. I don't know what you mean. I'm not talking personally. I'm talking about <laughs> other talking people. About a friend, a friend she a, has. A lot of other people have had that experience where, you know, they just, they, you know that moment when you have your baby and you just realise that you're sort of on your own a little bit. Mm. Your husband hasn't, he can't go through that journey with you. No, it's a different, it's a completely different experience. You grow up overnight and he takes about a year. I do particularly, however, love that moment when you do first take that baby home from hospital and you look in the back and you're like, oh my God. Holy crap, am I responsible (laughs) for that now? Yeah. (laughs) Did we think this through? Yeah. And we've got photos now of families where the Sheba driver's in the front seat and the mum and dad are in the back seat on either side of the baby. And the, the driver, as some of our drivers have had three or four kids and they've installed the car seat perfectly and mum and dad are in the back seat gazing at the Aww, baby. That's giving and me little shit. That's a that's nice cute. way to go yeah. home. That is very cute. Yeah. 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 That is a better way to go home than arguing over 
fitting yeah. the seat. Fitting we the had, seat. We had mine fitted. I think I've told this story before, mm. but in the car that we had when I had Olivia, the front passenger seat had to be the whole way forward to fit the car seat behind it. <laughs> and, of course, if Chris was driving, well, that wasn't going to happen because he can't drive with his the, the car seat, so it had to be behind the passenger seat. But in labour, I needed to be on all fours. I'm like, so he had to rip this car seat out of the back of the car so that I could actually get in there because I couldn't be on all fours in the passenger seat. It was such a, yeah, it, that was that's something that I wish someone videoed because it would have been hilarious. <laughs> And even just the, the ripping thing. out of the seat, like, get it out. What do you mean get it out? I've spent all that time fitting it exactly. in there. And I'm like, get Perfect. it out. I don't care. Get it out. Yep, had to get it out, not in. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. That's hard. That That's is pretty hard. Funny. Yeah, pretty funny. Oh, pretty funny. my God. So you don't know what's going to happen. No, see, it could be the reverse of that. Mm. No. I just remember that step. Isn't it funny how you have that, like, sensorial stuff in your body that never leaves you? That first step out of the doors um, of the hospital. Oh, my God. And it was freezing cold because it was June. And I was in there for six nights, I think, because mm. I had the Caesar and the private hospital yeah. arrangement. And um, it was like winter had just, it was like Game of Thrones, like winter <laughs> had just come. come. <laughs> and I was stepping out into this brand new world with this tiny baby. And yeah, it was Easing. I could still feel that today. Oh, it's so full on, isn't it? And mm. you just think everything is different. Mm. Nothing will ever be the same. No. And it hasn't. <laughs> no, it hasn't. <laughs> it hasn't. And it's all been so much better since. <laughs> it has. Well, it's been more. <laughs> I haven't had much to say. You know what? I just want to touch on what you were saying then about having the Sheba driver pick you up. Yeah. I think, I don't think you can have enough women in the community in your life. No. It's different to having friends. Very different. Isn't it? It's very different. And this is the... Thing. When I was pitching for investment, trying to get men to understand this, and this was very interesting while we ended up pitching to other women and when we raised $3 million and 94% of our investors women. were women mm. because it was telling stories to these male investors who just couldn't get us saying, you know, our drivers sometimes run in and zip up a woman's dress before she goes, like, yeah, yeah. would you get a cab driver to do that? <laughs> Holy no. No. <laughs> no. Would you even think to? No. No, not on your life. You know, like these are the things that, you know, we – some of my drivers have videoed kinder concerts for working mums and sent it to them because, oh. you know, they're going to miss it and we get it for each other. Like it's this whole circle of life thing. Like, you know, some of our young mums drive with their own kids in the car um, and just pick up the older ladies in their neighbourhood, you know, because they you can't have enough women supporting you. We, no. We are trying to somehow sort of recreate the village, I guess. I uh, On the weekend, we did the COVID test, my family, because everyone fun. had been, oh, fun. all the fun of the fair. <laughs> but um, A real brain scratcher. <laughs> oh, Did you gag and spew? No, I had like an instant headache though. I'm like, ow. Did they do the double nostril? No, just one. Just <laughs> up there. I was like, oh, I didn't even know that part of my body existed, but thank you very much. You never want to touch it again. It's never, not meant to be touched. You no, know, and I thought, that I one's don't not going in the go Ziploc bag. That again. No. <laughs> you know, we did do the drive through version, though, so I'm not sure if they're a bit more gentle if you go to like a clinic or what. You literally don't get out of the car? No, you don't get out oh, of the like car. Oh, it's like McDonald's. <laughs> it's like McDonald's. It's like McDonald's. Did you tell oh. the kids they were going to a drive through? Well, we actually went to McDonald's after. <laughs> <laughs> that was the payment. But. Interestingly, so once you've done the test, you're not supposed to, you're supposed to isolate until you get the results, right? Yeah. Although plenty of people apparently don't understand that concept. Um, <laughs> yeah, anyway. Um, not looking so at you, Keelor. We were home <laughs> and uh, we, I spoke to my parents and I was like, oh, we, we haven't really done a very good job of, you know, shopping for this week. So could you just go and pick up a couple of things for us if you don't mind? They're like, yep. The only person 
I told maybe, I don't know, a handful of people that were in that situation, but the only person who said, can I get you a loaf of bread or do you need anything, was my cleaner. Oh, and I wow. thought, I just, I just loved it. I was yeah. like, thank you. She hasn't been able to come and work very much lately and, you know, for her, it's, that's, that's it's a big, her income. It's her yeah. income. Yeah. And yet she was the one that said, can I get you anything? Do you want me to get you a loaf of bread? I'm just going down the street. And I thought that's what made me think of it makes this, you cry. this idea that these people, and also I know if we go away or something, I can call her and say, can you just check the mail or, yeah. you know, just check the garden's not wilting or whatever. It's the most it's, beautiful thing. But do you know what I mean? Uh, it's she that gets people it. within yeah. the community that you count upon. Yeah, yeah mm. they get it. Absolutely. And mm. those are the friends who really, like, have your back. Do you think your experience as a comedian helps you in the role of CEO? Absolutely, but not always to my, like some mm, people have said to me, um, can you be a bit less truthful? <laughs> a little bit less revealing. <laughs> um, and less swears. Less swears. We're taking our clients for dinner a little bit less frank about, you know, how hard it's been. Um, so, you know, the truth-telling thing as a comedian is what makes you, you know, likeable and believable. But I think this is, you know, when you're talking about masculine and feminine energy, I think um, the reason why so many women came on board when I went around sort of talking to women about becoming drivers and and I needed to be a driver myself and I had to talk from a very authentic space about that and about being on my own and being a single mum and the struggles of not not owning my own home, you know, like people want to say, oh, you know, rich CEOs of these gig economies and take this really ridiculous notion. I'm sitting up there cruising around in a helicopter or something. <laughs> you know, I'm like, next. I'm lining up at Aldi and, you know, packing my own goods. Um, you know, I lived on the earnings of my driving. I had to be able to know all the pain that everyone was going through as we built it up from nothing. Like people kept comparing us to Uber and I was like, are you kidding me? Like we started with $500,000. Like don't even put us in the same breath. Mm. But you know, being real is something I don't think women like chutzpah and showiness, but it's a very different way of dealing. A lot of men, I think, want you to come in and like some Jerry Maguire kind of, you know. <laughs> Show me the this, money. Yeah, I've got this. It's going to make $10 million in five days. And you go, and I, I just can't do it. You know, I'm, mm. it's not my style. But I did learn to swear less. <laughs> well, that's very, that's, that's people hard. People felt like they needed to say to me, I'm like, I have done ABC broadcasting. Yeah. I can avoid saying rude words. You can refrain. But you're like that, not the swearing, the authenticity stuff. You know, like. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking at you perplexed. What no, do you mean? Well, your brand is you, right? right. So yes. I think, though, that's a, that's a very female Yeah. Oh, I think, and, that's, that, and I think it's so important to embrace that and be able to operate out of that space because it's authentic. Mm. And it's exhausting and to, to do it otherwise. Oh, correct. Yeah. And it's not it's not innate for most no. of us. And, and again, we spoke about this in that Masculine and mm. Feminine podcast, is that um, when women try and be or operate out of that place, yeah. because it's not authentic, it just doesn't work. It's not sustainable. You can't maintain that facade, I don't no. think. And I think that's where a lot of people get burnt out very quickly is because they're trying to pretend to be something mm. that they're not. Yeah. And the, the vulnerability and the authenticity, I think, actually can only ever take you yeah. to that next level. Brené Brown. Like, you oh. just, you know, you've got to be able to say, I tried, it didn't work, it mm. failed. And some of, I think one of the things, so that I did for a long time was mistake that even though, you know, we do have to accept that there is real issues around raising capital for women and, I 
didn't know that there was this, you know, women get 3% of venture capital. Really? I didn't know that. Mm -hmm. No matter how successful, the data, and I, it took me a very long time. I was pitching and I was like, we're growing it. Like that initially, you know, some of our data were like 12% growth, you know, 8% growth, 6% growth, 12%, you know, and our average is, you know, 6% growth month on month. And I was pitching against these guys with tech startups that had not yielded any growth. They were still a back of an envelope and they were getting checks for like $300,000. And mm. I was like, what the hell is going on here? And, you know, there's a huge gender bias. And, you know, pitching with these guys one day who are dressed up as, you know, fighter pilots. And I was like, oh, my God, this really? is so embarrassing. They're going to walk away with nothing. <laughs> no, nope, these guys, you know, middle-aged. guys as fighter pilots to yep, pitch. Yep, on a really lame idea. And... <laughs> That had no revenue do? model. It, it was just, it was a stinker. Like yeah. it stunk up the joint. I wanted to put a peg on my nose. But they walked away with the check and we didn't. Wow. Yep. And it's just, it just happens all the time. And it, and eventually, like I started researching, because I'd walk away going, oh, I must have stuffed it up. I mustn't have been sp- yeah. clear. You know, and then you don't want to sound like a victim because there's also that is like, oh, no, the investor's always right. It's always the founder has, has you know, you weren't clear enough. You weren't strong enough. You weren't this. You weren't that. It's. And you learn that as a comedian too. Like it's always the performer's mm. fault. You you can never blame the audience. It's always your fault. It's always your fault. You've got to do a better job. And so then you start going, oh, actually, no, the, the data's good. The numbers are good. The, yeah. I haven't lied about the figures. No, the audience mm. is bad. Boo. But that's Boo interesting, isn't it, that you went away and you were like, what did I do wrong? Da, da, da. I guarantee the fighter pilots, if they hadn't got the check, they would not have done that soul searching either. No, no. Because we're just wired differently, aren't we? Well, that's right. And I think good business practice, you should always start with, you know, as a, as a leader, you should always start with, where was my mistake? Mm. You know, as the mother, you always start with, how did I stuff that up? If I've yeah. got a tantrum on the floor of Coles throwing a, you know, a wobbly, you got to say, oh, was this really the right time to take them yes. shopping, you know? I didn't see the signs. Yep. Probably shouldn't have given them a can of Coke with some rum in it before we left, you know. <laughs> no, I'm joking. I never give them rum. Well, they're um, over 18 now. No, it's okay. I never mix it with Coke. Like, <laughs> if it's good rum, you just, no, I don't. Um, but, um, but, yeah, you just, you do take on the blame. You should because you're the grown-up and yeah. it's your company and all the buck stops with you. But, yeah, then I look, so looking at 3% venture wow. capital. Yeah, yeah. Um, never knew. No. Does so if, your you, mind? if, if you're having trouble getting money, ladies... It's probably a vagina. <laughs> that's, the, that's at fault. <laughs> probably not the product. Probably your veg. Probably your veg. <laughs> oh, damn it again. Yeah. I, one of the things I really like about this, and we haven't used this word yet, but all of this is about feminism. You know, yeah. And people hate that word. It's so... I know. But, but what it is, it's about equality. It's about... Yeah, it's about it's equity. About, it's about level playing field. I just want my daughter to go around like my sons. Yeah. Right. I want her to go out and if she wants to play sport at four in the morning, I don't want her to have to drop that sport because there's no safe way for her to get there. Yeah. Because if something goes wrong, she won't get a fair hearing in court because that's fucked. Um, if she gets drunk and is you know, falls down in an alleyway and is assaulted, that she, that is seen as fair game. Mm. You know, the number of radio interviews I did, I did the one with this guy in Perth who was saying, oh, but come on, I mean, you've got to accept that some of these girls and they drink like the fellas and they think, you know, I said, are you, so just are you telling me that you are incapable of walking past a drunk girl without raping her? <laughs> 
Is that, <laughs> is that the, oh, no, 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 not me. I'm not, I'm not saying. I said, because, you know, I walk past drunk people all the time. I don't assault them. I don't shave their eyebrows. I don't pick their pockets. I don't dack them. I don't take photos of them. I just walk past them. He said, no, I'm not saying, oh, I do. I said, but so, so I don't understand your logic. Mm. He said, no, but these girls who get very drunk. I said, yeah, they get very drunk and, well, I mean, they're putting themselves in a position, yeah, where they're very drunk and, oh, well, I mean, things can happen. Yeah, people choose to rape them. Mm. A rapist choose to mm. rape them. So are you telling me that men can't not rape people? Because I went all day without raping anyone. <laughs> I saw heaps of drunk people, didn't rape them. <laughs> saw a guy on a tram, didn't rape him. Didn't touch his dick, didn't fiddle his balls, didn't do anything. Could have, didn't. Every day. Did it yesterday, did it last week, probably going to do it tomorrow. Dear diary, another day down, didn't touch another a dick. Another day down. Another day down. Oh, gosh. What? Another molesting free day. And I reckon <laughs> most men I know can go all day Absolutely. and not molest anyone. No, I would say I most men I know too can, can I clearly think, control themselves. Yeah, yep. even if a girl is really drunk, yep. can go a whole day without raping her. Yep. <laughs> No matter how drunk. They could probably walk through a ward through of anaesthetised people yep. you know, on ventilators and not mm-hmm. sexually assault them too. I don't know. Call me optimistic. <laughs> Maybe I've got a pippy long stocking view, but I'm v- I have a lot of faith. <laughs> oh, he was so upset by that conversation. Wow. He hasn't had me back. No. Really? Yeah. Well, the offer's dried up. I can't imagine. <laughs> so I imagine. didn't put that in my pitch. Maybe you should have. Maybe I should. I don't know. That is the sort of underlying premise though, isn't it? That if girls get themselves into trouble, it's because we fundamentally believe that men can't not do things. Mm. And I really resent that. Or that that. women have done the wrong thing. Yeah. Which would be acceptable for a male to do. Yes. That's right. Like get very drunk. Correct. But that still works on the premise that men are incapable of resisting these criminal urges. And I think my sons are very capable of resisting criminal yeah. urges. Men do know when they're doing the wrong thing. Of course. They do know when men, when women are unable to give consent. And that is usually when she's unconscious outside a pub. Mm. You know, can't stand up. Yeah. Can't speak. That's usually a good sign that someone can't if give no consent. One, yeah. If you're not saying yes because <laughs> yeah. you're asleep, that's yeah. probably a yeah. pretty good indication. Um, well, thanks for joining us. I And, and Sheba is? National. National in yep. Australia. Yep. And we always need more drivers. We're looking for more drivers. If you have a car seat, we always need more people with car seats. Mm. And, um, yeah, we we just have a lovely little community and, yeah, you'll meet And you get to pick women. and choose when you work too, right? Absolutely. There's no minimum number of um, trips you need to do and you can take your trips in advance. So that's we have this preferred driver thing. We have tipping. So you can just build up a little business around your school. You can become the Sheba driver for your school mm-hmm. and you can you take – just the girls in your netball team or your rowing team or you know, I love these girls who do swimming and stuff who use us just to keep their swimming going and, you know, I get really moved by the sort of extra level of participation, the girls who are working extra shifts late and stuff like that who feel safe coming home. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, and it works both ways too. You get the, the income and you get the safety you for, get the, safety. for yeah. the ladies. For the ladies. Well, yeah. I do. I, I think it's the ultimate way that women look out for each other and I think that that's not focused on enough. I no. still think there's so much talk of women are backstabbing and they're oh, this and they're that bullshit. and they it's such and nonsense. we've all encountered that in our time. Yeah. But I would say more often than not, you you tell girls you, have got your back. People mm. people are mean about each other, full stop. And I tell you, <laughs> I picked up I was my son's football coach for three years. Yeah. And the boys in the back of that car 
boy, did you see the way he dropped that goal? What a fucking loser. Like, boy's bitch. Oh, yeah. yeah. Just call it something else. Oh, yeah. You know, they, they slag each other off. And the tears when someone doesn't get invited to someone's party, they have at it. Just don't Bless. You know, tell me. that People, you know, get hurt and they say mean things about each other behind their backs. But mm. when ladies do it, of course, it's worse. Yeah. It's just not fair. Well, I just absolutely love all of the concept and the beautiful um, arrangement. It's, 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 it works for everybody. That's what I love. It like, does. And it's, it's actually genius. And we take dads <laughs> and their kids as well. So, you know, we, we will take, you Drunk know, dads. Drunk dads, <laughs> drunk dads with their kids, as long as you have kids and you need a car seat, we will take men with yep. your children because they can't be left behind. Mm. Yeah. And mm. the other big thing is the airport. Do. We do a lot of airport runs. Not that anyone's travelling anywhere at the moment. <laughs> but, yeah, it's always hard to get your kids in it's the car. Really it's really hard. The airport. It's so true. you can book extra large vehicles. You can, yeah, just Amazing. travel on your own. So it's Go, fun. George. Yeah, yeah, it's good. Yep, excellent. Well, thanks for joining us on the My Wellness Collective. My pleasure. I feel like we're, you know, our feminist energies have just oh, up, up to notch. It is up there. You do yeah. need a working with children check, though. I will say that. We mm. do insist that you... I think of that's course, important. That's that you, important We don't like sexual offenders. Cross the I, board, I know, really. call us fussy. <laughs> <laughs> we do. We're a bit of a stickler for that. <laughs> oh, dear. That's funny. Right, well, Matt. Cecilia. If you have any spare time, at least you know what you can do oh, with it now. Oh, yes, I can, I can definitely a do that in I my did, spare time. I did look into it, but then I didn't actually well, Jane, have much spare Jane time. Jane Clifton's a driver mm-hmm. for us. We've had some quite amazing women who are, you know, Sheba drivers. You know, she, I actually like driving a car, so I would be very happy to. We'd love you. Right. We'd love I love driving car. in the car. You know, maybe you could be an ambassador for a day and do yes, it. Yes, like, I could I could actually, I could do so much with that, actually. You could. <laughs> there you go. I've, I've come up with a marketing <laughs> genius plan. Oh, I would love to do that. Maybe I can do that and we can just play this episode over and over in the, yeah, yeah, in the car. Drive around yeah. all day. <laughs> all right. Wonderful. Well, we better go. All right, darling heart. I love you. I love you too. Thank and you for having me. Can I just remind you that you still owe me a bag of chocolates from like I ate 12 a years whole ago? bag of <laughs> almonds covered oh, in chocolate. chocolate. I'm going to buy them. Like I, reckon, I reckon you might need to let it go. No, I raised it last time and Cess told me to let it go, but now she's raising it, which is a dirty trick, a dirty trick. Uh, and, you know, I nearly stopped on the way here to get I some thought and I thought she's going to think I'm insane if I no, bring them in. No, I just did think it was funny. I'm going to get them delivered to your door. Oh, wait. I'm going to back a up a truck, of, an Everts truck. I'm just going to beep, 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 beep and drown you in chocolate almonds. On that note, before we go. I saw a truck on my way in here and it had written on it V-A-G-G-P-A-C-K, which I decided was Vagpack. Mm-hmm. Thank you. It is Vagpack. Vagpack. <laughs> what else would that be? Vagpack. Oh. V-A-G-G. Oh. I don't know what it was, but I was curious. A whole truck of Vagpack. You can- <laughs> <laughs> Pack your veg. It sounds like what you sit on after you have a baby. It's like a... <laughs> okay, we've got to we've got to wrap this up. You're not sitting on anything else after you've had a baby. That's for sure. <laughs> Actually, it was six weeks before I got back on. Anyway, that's I did well. Next six times. <laughs> a pisiotomy from my asshole to breakfast, and I still got back on the saddle. Oh, no wonder I had four kids under five years. I just love the D. Anyway, um, are we fit- are we still on? Yeah, no, we're still. We've got to wrap. We've got to wrap. Okay, until next time. Uh, uh, you're going to be happier, <laughs> <laughs> healthier, and better. Bye. <laughs>